0: Welcome to another podcast from the Rotary and Community Services Show, which is now in its 10th year. Our show is broadcast every Friday between 6 and 8pm on community radio station 3WBC 94.1 FM and
1: also streams live on the
0: World Wide Web.
1: This is 94.1 FM 3WBC, the voice of the Inner East. You are listening to Ian Salick on the Rotary and Community Service Radio Show. Right through until 8 o'clock tonight, it's now my very great pleasure to introduce a keen, innovative and very enthusiastic Rotarian, a past president of the Rotary Club of Glen Ira and currently District 9800 Director of Public Image and Communications, Adrian Nelson. Adrian, a very warm welcome to you and 3WBC.
0: Yes, yeah, thanks very much, Ian. It's a pleasure to be here.
1: And it's always great to see you, and uh, I'm sure we're going to have a, a very good time having a chat together. Now, before we talk about your current role in Rotary... Just uh, let's take a moment to find out about you, Adrian, and your early involvement in Rotary at Glen Ira. How long have you been a member of the Rotary Club of Glen Ira?
0: Yeah, look, when you're a member, you sort of forget after a while. You just keep going and you get involved, and it's you just feel like you've been a member forever. But
1: it's been 13 years now, Ian, that I've been a part of Rotary. Well, you're about the same time, uh, or would have joined at the same time that I did. It's certainly a great movement. And what prompted you, Adrian, in the first place to join Rotary? Look, well, in, in essence,
0: I was asked. Um, I, I got a phone call out of the blue. Where at the time, we were purchasing a new business in the area, and, and I got a phone call from a Rotarian and said, if you heard anything about, about Rotary, would you like to come along?
1: Why Ira?
0: Well, I guess in essence, Glen Ira was the place where we were opening our new business and also coincidentally I lived in the area. Um, I wasn't a stranger to Rotary, so for a lot of people they don't know anything about Rotary, so when someone calls them out of the blue, they, they really don't know much about it. For me, my father had been a Rotarian for 30 years in Williamstown in Sunshine, so, so I grew up yeah, knowing a bit about Rotary. Oh, well, we had uh, functions at our house when I was young. I, I remember a group of Williamstown Rotarians dressing up as the Andrews Sisters. As before, we had female members as well, so you can imagine what they looked like. Um, yeah, doing a, a nice rendition of uh, an Andrews Sisters song in my lounge room at home.
1: So that was the motivation
0: for you to join Rotary, the Andrews Sisters? Well, I'm not sure about that. It probably took me another 30 years before I joined Rotary, <laughs> and so maybe, uh, maybe I had to get that scar off my brain a bit. But uh, no, look, it, it was. It was good to be involved in Rotary. Look, Having had my father involved in a different club, it was also good for me to forge my own identity and, and to join a club where it was about me, not about any history and, and not being just my father's son. People knew me as me.
1: I think that's wonderful. How many members does Glenn Ira have, Adrian?
0: Yeah, so we've got about 20 members, so we've never been a, a large club. Um, but it's it's not really the size. It's what you do with with that membership. So it's, so we've got a really active membership, and and we've also got a very stable membership too. So we we don't we don't see a lot of movement with our members. So we don't see many um, move on. But uh, the ones that we have, and we've just inducted another great new member in the last couple of weeks. Who, who's going to be a real benefit to our club.
1: Young, old, middle aged. What sort of uh, definition?
0: Oh look, I, I'd certainly put myself in the younger part of part of our club. Uh, All of our newer members um, are professional people, so they're well in their working lives. They're they're not retired. Uh, They've very much got a a range of occupations, a range of skills. They're male, they're female. Uh, They're really interesting cultural backgrounds as well.
1: So we've got quite a bit of diversity in our newer membership. I think that's a wonderful way to go. Um, well, tell us a little bit about some of the professions that you've got in your club, and then you might like to tell us what you do professionally, because that fascinates me.
0: Yeah, sure. So, so I remember when I joined the club, we had uh, we had a had a painter, uh, not an artist as such, but. Uh, I remember Frank Frank Jacobs, the late Frank Jacobs, when we joined the club. He he said, "Look, he's he's a painter. Some of his work shown in the National Gallery of Victoria." And it turned out he was a a master painter and was the one that painted the National Gallery of Victoria. So that was uh, that was terrific. We've certainly got people whose roles are are hands-on. We've got people who are who are handy men. We've got surveyors. We've got uh, accountants. We've got IT. Professionals. Our most recent member, Chris, is a director of music and performing arts at St Michael's Grammar School. So we've got a real diversity uh,
1: within our club. That's some wonderful working backgrounds you've got to be part of your your club, which I think is great. Now, Adrian, please tell us something about what you do because, as I said, it's fascinating. Well, well look, I guess
0: for me, uh, it, look, I work in my family business, so I, for me, it, it's probably not that radical as to anywhere, anyone else, but uh, my profession is a funeral director. So my family business, Nelson Brothers Funeral Services, is uh, 158 years old this year. I'm fifth generation of our family business and uh, we're one of Australia's 10 oldest family businesses. So um, certainly we're, we're a business like any other, but uh, being a funeral business, is where it's really important that we engage with the community and we get to know people at a personal level so that when the time does come that someone needs our services, they know us and they feel comfortable. And, and Rotary's real, been a real benefit in that way, not just Rotarians but the people that our Rotary Club meets and interacts with in the course of our projects and through we, we meet in our, our meetings and our guest speakers and all the things that Rotary does. Um, it enables me to get to know more people, more people get to know me. Um, and a lot of the time those people, when they need a funeral director, they come to me because they feel comfortable with me.
1: I think that's an excellent aspect of Rotary. It's not always pushed these days and it's not taken to be something that uh, I'm aware of that is pushed in Rotary, but uh, when you look back and you look at Paul Harris and the way his association in 1905 gathered together businessmen and that was that was the genesis of Rotary, different businesses Uh, that uh, got together and it was a professional association to start with wasn't it
0: yeah look it it definitely definitely was and look, one of my previous roles in our rotary district was looking after what we call in rotary vocational service which is all about um people's vocation or profession and uh, what they what they do in their lives and when you look back to 1905 rotary international started in chicago chicago at that time was a real cowboy town there were a lot of Um, unethical practices going on. People were um, doing dodgy dealings here and there. And a person like Paul Harris uh, didn't like the way that was going on. He wanted to find ethical people to be able to do business with. He was a lawyer, but he he wanted to mix with people who who weren't lawyers. And through that, they actually created a business network. And, And within that first... Um, not just the first four Rotarians who started it, but the the first 25 Rotarians amongst that group were were piano salesmen, and obviously Paul Harris was a lawyer. There were engineers, there were people involved in retail. There was a, a real um, mixture of people who who did benefit from their businesses. Um, in addition, the first Rotary project ever by the Rotary Club of Chicago. Um, it's quite famous in, in the Rotary world as being a public toilet down in downtown Chicago. And the real, whilst there was a, I guess, there was a need for that, and there was certainly a, a community push for that, there was also very much a business need for the for the toilet in the, down in that area. So what the Rotarians and the business people found was that the the women in particular, and in that, those days the women didn't work, they would be going down to the department stores and the shops in, in Chicago, and then when they needed to go to the bathroom, there were no bathrooms there. So instead of staying around and shopping, they went home. So there was a real benefit to the retail, retailers in the area to have a public toilet there to keep those shoppers in downtown Chicago to continue their work. Engaged in purchasing. It was very much engaged, and, uh, and they stayed on, and they, they purchased more and benefited those businesses, and uh, Chicago's certainly not a cowboy town anymore. It certainly isn't, and that's,
1: that's the sort of thing that Rotary does so very well. Um, a very interesting little bit of history. Now, just returning to your club, what are some of the local community projects that uh, Glen Ira has been involved in?
0: Look, we've done a, a number of different ones, so some larger, some smaller, look... Um, in, in recent years, we've uh, we actually got a, a grant from our, our district's uh, foundation committee to, to help. There's a local church, St Mary's uh, Anglican Church in Caulfield, um, and they've had a playground there for a number of years. And it's right on a busy road, Glen Ira Road. And we engaged with the church and found that there was a need just to improve the safety of that playground. So, with the addition of a grant and also um, money that we raised through our own fundraising, is that we were able to um, purchase. Um, fencing to go around that playground um, and also then we got involved in a hands-on working bee with uh, parishioners of that church to actually build that fence and, and create that around the church. So that was a, not a large project but a, a really smart one and sensible one to enable um, more people in the community, particularly young families to, to use that playground and feel safe
1: And most worthwhile, and is there any signage up there to identify that it's part of Rotary's activity?
0: Look, it's really important that any Rotary project um, not that we're doing it to get the credit but I think it's important that people know that ro- what Rotary does and what we're involved with so so we absolutely have a sign on the gate when people walk through it's, as I said it's fenced around there's a gate right on the gate it's a really prominent sign saying the Rotary Club um, helped to, to create this fence to make the community safer. Wonderful stuff. Now what about internationally Adrian? Yeah look at our club's done a variety of things internationally. I remember when I joined the club 13 years ago, um, one of the members was was busy with a, a project to to help um, create a there was an impoverished school in Brazil, and what we helped was com- create a computer classroom in Brazil for that for that school. And to do that so we're able to source the computers, get them over to Brazil, work with the teachers to to enable them to then teach the the children there. Um, Another project that we did, I remember when I first joined the club, one of our members is part of a walking group and they identified that there was a uh, a group in, um, I think it was in Peru, there was a, up in Peru there was a a community there that really lacked medical equipment. So through our um, relationship with Caulfield Hospital um, and through local GPs and others, we were able to source medical equipment and get it to this remote village in in Peru, which is really beneficial. Um, In more recent years, we've been involved uh, with a Rotary program called ROMAC, which is Rotary Oceania Medical Aid for Children, um, which enables um, children in countries in Oceania, so generally Pacific Island countries, who have really severe medical issues that can't be treated in their own country, to, be, to bring them over to Australia and to do that. So we had a four-year-old girl, Failene, from Vanuatu, who our club looked after. She had a cyst growing essentially behind her, her eyeballs, so between her brain and her eyeballs, and it was growing to the size of an orange in a four-year-old child. Um, it created sort of great sort of disformities to her face. She had a really big lump. Um, around that area of her face but more importantly it was pushing against her optic nerves causing her to go blind, it was going to affect her brain um, if she didn't have surgery she'd, she'd be dead by 10 so our Rotary Club brought her over to Australia there were procedures done at Monash University through this great Rotary program and um, multiple, multiple surgeries later um, she was able to be yeah as, as back to normal as he can be from that sort of severe medical condition and she's now living in Vanuatu, um, has constant checkups and and may have a need to come back to Australia every now and again um, just to, to make sure everything's all right but
1: um, that four-year-old
0: girl wouldn't be with us anymore if not for Rotary.
1: Just wonderful stuff, Adrian and that was my window to Rotary Romac, uh, seeing some of those cases and very, very emotional window, I must say and it generated my early interest in... Welcome back, you're on 94.1 FM, 3WBC, the voice of the Inner East, on the Rotary and Community Service radio show. We're talking to Adrian Nelson, who is District 9800 Director of Public Image and Communications. Well, Adrian, uh, what does this Director's role of public image and communications involve? Well, Ian, it it looks
0: after all the internal and external communications that, that our district has. And in this sort of new world of technology and, and the different ways that people communicate today, there's, there's a lot more different ways and different things that now come under, I guess, my, my umbrella. So it includes um, more traditional communications internally, so, so things like our, our great sort of newsletter magazine called Networker, which is um, read by over 3,000 people uh, across Victoria, it includes the well it probably includes this very radio station the, the great work that people do to communicate and and broaden Rotary's public image on this radio station It, it includes our technology, so it includes our, our website, includes all of our social media presence, so we're very prominent on on Facebook, on YouTube. Uh, and really any way that we can tell Rotary stories. So it's any way that we communicate with the public. Uh, And so it's the communication side, and then there's also the public image side. So it's to make us as uh, Rotary clubs um, portray ourselves in the best possible light.
1: And Adrian, uh, how uh, can those Rotarians listening to our show tonight uh, do something to support you? How can they go about it?
0: Yeah, look, the, the way Rotary works is Rotary is very much club based so so people are not remem- members of of Rotary International as such they they're members of the Rotary Club of Glenferry like yourself or or the Rotary Club of Bendigo or, or the Rotary Club of Melbourne so what's really important is that they go back to their clubs and work to to find the best ways to portray their own club and uh, to make sure that their their website is a great shop front for for when non-Rotarians go and and see what's this club about, that it it actually portrays the image that the club's all about. It's it's about um, making sure when you're doing a Rotary function that people know that it's Rotary that that does it and you've you've got um, proper banners, you've got uh, clothing that really shows that you're Rotarians. When you finish a project like we spoke before, uh, like we did, my club did at St Mary's um, Church, You actually put a sign on afterwards that's a proper professional-looking sign that that portrays yourself properly. So that's the message to Rotarians listening, is that they really look at their clubs and think, is our club portraying itself in the best possible light in every way?
1: Obviously, that's something that they've got to concentrate on and do even more arduously. The situation at the moment... How would you consider that in terms of what non-Rotarians see out there of Rotary? What do you believe they currently perceive Rotary to be in a public image sense?
0: Look, uh, it's it's a double-edged sword. We're we're seen as the, sort of the best barbecuers around, and we're we're seen with our tongs. We're seen with our aprons. We're we're seen at all these different places, whether it's at local supermarkets, at at hardware stores. Uh, In in local parks, uh, we're seen there manning the barbecue and and really getting our image across there. So it's great that we do that, and it's great that we're out in the public, but we need to do more than just barbecue. So we need to think a bit left field. Whilst we're providing food, we're we're doing that function, it's why not have a Rotary coffee cart these days? Why not have a, a Rotary ice cream van? We don't have to be just... Sausages. It makes sense to be able to provide food and support and, and, and engage with people, but let's let's be a bit more varied. Other things that uh, people who are non-Rotarians see of Rotary is probably our Youth Exchange Program is is the, the biggest public um, publicly recognised program, and, and that's because there are Youth Exchange students from whatever corner of the globe in local schools. So... Um, Again, that's really good, but we've got hundreds of fantastic Rotary stories that need to be told, and we need to get them out there.
1: I believe that to be corrected. Our vocational program, of course, uh, our vocational exchange program, yep. we've recently had a team come here from the Philippines uh, that have been around in the community, and we sent a team to the Philippines. That's another great expose of Rotary, isn't it? it,
0: it look, it really is. A, it's the, the Rotary group... Um, vocational exchange. Uh, the name of it used to be the group study exchange program and I was really lucky um, over... It was it was eight years ago, and that I led a team from our district across to a district in Holland and for a month took a group of young professionals all around um, Holland, meeting with Rotarians, having them engage with um, people of their vocation. So we specifically chose team members of particular vocations and... Then when they were in Holland, they got to interact with those people in a similar role. So one of them was a financial advisor who got to interact with some of the great, like uh, Amsterdam, for example, is a great banking centre of the world, so really got to engage with the, with the banks and the, the finance sector of Amsterdam. Uh, another person was a, a landscape architect. or she got to um, meet and engage with some, some really great... Um, uh, landscapers in Holland. Uh, one of the people I remember, she spent a, a good day with. Uh, was sort of known as the gardener of the stars. It was uh, it was Elton John's gardening designer, who's a, a Dutch man, and, and she was able to spend the day with with him to learn more about it. So we do have these programs which really help improve the vocations of both Rotarians and non-Rotarians in this case, um, and we need to, to tell those stories. A lot more.
1: We've had some wonderful stories recently haven't we in terms of uh, Channel 9's current affair promoting some of the, some of the uh, uh, cases where they support children who have been in unfortunate circumstances or families that have had uh, rather unfortunate events happen to them. I, I know recently we had that incident of the monkey bikes and that family that was badly affected where Rotary took a leading role
0: yeah, look, the, the I guess the the broader ways we can tell stories. If if we can get a national story on a on a show like Current Affair, that can tell our story really well. If if we build something for a family that needs it and that gets national coverage, that's I guess the ideal. But it, it's not just at a national level. It's not just the national stories. It, it's local ones. My, my club's been involved with a sports scholarship program for. People in junior sport that enables them, enables those families who can't afford to participate, and we um, support those sporting clubs, whether it's football or cricket or netball, athletics, soccer, and we see these young people playing sport who wouldn't otherwise do it. So we've been able to get local newspaper coverage with that. We've been able to get, um, been able to talk at those sporting clubs and for people to learn a bit more about Rotary and, and see that. Well, Rotary actually made little little Bob here he has been able to play soccer for the first ever time isn't that fantastic that, that that's Rotary that does that
1: I think that's a wonderful way to expose Rotary and it shows what Rotary can do so well in the community now generally Adrian how can our listeners out there who are not yet Rotarians learn more about Rotary what would their first step be well, look, if they're if they're listening to this
0: show, they're they're learning a lot. Listening, tuning into you each and they're they're going to be learning a lot. And and look, continue to tune in each Friday night to to hear more about what what we do on the Rotary and Community Service Show. Um, today, in this electronic world, the easiest way is to either pick up your phone or jump on your computer and, and go straight to our website. Go straight to Rotary D nine eight zero zero org. Um, that's a, a really good way of doing it. Or, or just Google Rotary District. 9800 and you'll find a lot of information there. For those more socially aware, well, we're all over Facebook. So just look up Rotary District 9800 on Facebook and uh, you'll be
1: right there. And in the immediate area in our district of 9800, there are plenty of local Rotary clubs that you could Google and find. Um, in uh, District 9800, besides the District 9810, in District 9800 there are uh, nine Rotary Clubs, uh, you know, from uh, Surrey Hills uh, to, uh, to uh, Glen Ferry to Hawthorne. Plenty of local Rotary Clubs in this area, in the Whitehorse Burundara area, uh, which uh, is aligned up obviously to 3WBC. Adrian, uh, I want to thank you very much for talking to us about the work you do for Rotary and uh, I wish you all success in further promoting Rotary both inside the organisation and most importantly, Adrian, outside it to potential members and that's what we're really all about, isn't
0: it? It is and uh, thanks very much for for letting me spread the Rotary message tonight and uh, I look forward to to
1: tuning in and and, uh, coming back sometime too if I'm lucky again. Well, you're invited back here and now.
0: Thank you for listening to this podcast. Other podcasts can be found on our club website, which is www.canterburyrotary.org.